Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is George Henley. He is a coach and speaker of the Speakers Academy, an organization that helps business leaders who want to speak with confidence. George, welcome to the show. Oh, Amy, I'm so happy to be here with you today. I I can't think of anywhere I'd rather be, well, maybe one or two other places, but hey, this is good. I'm excited to have you on. So my first question for you is, you have mastered public speaking, which so many people fear, and you've coached a wide variety of individuals. Can you share a little bit of your story and how you got to where you are today? Sure, I'd be happy to. I was thinking about the, the whole setting for where I'm at today. And quite frankly, I think in thinking about it, I think I came up with three or maybe actually four women who are instrumental in helping me through so many different challenges along the way. Should I go through each of those four and tell you about them? Sure, that'd be great. Good deal. Well, the very first was my mom. In my early childhood, I had a speech impediment. I stuttered and there were certain words and sounds that I just couldn't get out of my mouth. And my mom, God bless her, she saw these challenges. <laughs> she also saw I had two older sisters who teased me incessantly, but she saw those challenges. She had a lot of love and tenderness in her heart and she just coached me along. And she helped me begin to build confidence and to start overcoming some of those early speech challenges that I had. I had a, a, a teacher in high school, Mrs. Clemens, God bless her. She was my speech teacher. I think it was either sophomore or junior year. Mrs. Clemens was such an encourager. And I, I don't know if she saw something, a, a real diamond in the rough. I don't know. But she was so wonderful, so encouraging. And I, I thought about her in the light of my progress and development as a speaker over a period of my entire life. Then in the late 80s, I hit a real rough patch, Amy. I mean, real rough. I went through two or three jobs very successfully. It was like I was in the pits. I was depressed. I was not in a good place mentally or otherwise. And I knew I needed somebody's help. I just wasn't sure where to turn. Mm -hmm. Well, again, God bless my older sister, Patty. She came alongside me and she said, look, brother, you've got some speaking abilities, some speaking experience. And if you'll follow in the path that I'm going to lay out for you, you can do well over a period of time. I, <laughs> I had no other places to turn, Amy. So I said, <laughs> OK, take me on that path. And so she led me, she connected me, she advised me, she mentored me. And thank goodness I had her in a sense by my side. She was the ace up my sleeve. She was a coach in the dugout. She was there for me in helping me get started 29, 30 years ago. Then I hit another really rough patch. And you might remember this in 08, 09, our economy hit some real rocky times. <laughs> and all of a sudden the business that I had that was thriving, I mean, it was going great guns in five, six, and seven. It went on and boom, it went on the, the, the skids. And in 09, it was like the whole bottom dropped out. Yeah. And thankfully, I had just been remarried to this incredible woman who I call my wife today, and she saw the challenges that I was going through, and she also came alongside me and gave me a lot of comfort and encouragement and just helped kind of pick me back up and steer me back on the path again. And so thank, 
goodness, I've had people like that. There have been men, there have been others, but I was just thinking those four ladies at different points in my life really made a monstrous positive impact in helping me become who I am today. That's really amazing. It's encouraging too, to think of that, to think of the people that have had your back, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Over and over and over again. <laughs> so walking through that, what are you grateful for now? I came across a very interesting little article recently, and it was all about the, the positives of struggle. And I thought, wow, that's very insightful. And I began thinking my background in college, I was an athlete and I measured in health and physical education. And I recognized that if you're going to make the body stronger, you've got to push against something that's bigger, heavier, stronger than you. In other words, you've got to have struggle. And in that struggle, there's usually some sacrifice. So the struggle and the sacrifice is what makes all of us stronger for the long term. If we didn't have struggle, if we didn't have to sacrifice something along the way, we wouldn't have the mental strength and the physical strength to stand up against the rigors of everyday life. So quite frankly, I'm, I'm thankful today that I have ongoing struggles and some of them are self-imposed and others are just imposed by the fact that I'm in the business world and still working to develop my business and, and help a lot of other people. So I'm thankful for the struggle, for the few sacrifices I've made and continue to make. And hopefully those will help me continue to be better and better and better down the road. Isn't that the truth that you learn more from your struggles and you get farther along with your struggles than anything else? Absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> They're not fun. <laughs> They're, They're not fun, but they but they do get you where you need to go. They're never fun, but they are part of the uh, they're part of the long range development of who you are as a person. So what type of people come to you for coaching now? All kinds. I mean, if you're talking about from a professional perspective, uh, I've coached uh, everybody under the sun, so to speak. I've coached medical doctors. I've coached lawyers. I've coached financial professionals. I've coached business coaches. I, I've coached people who are in the entrepreneurial world. I've coached people who are in the, um, the, the corporate world. I, I've coached men of and women of all different ages and economic backgrounds, you name it, but they all have that recognition for one thing. They all believe that they can use speaking specifically to notch up their level of professionalism and their ability to gain greater success out in the corporate or entrepreneurial world. So they come to me looking for someone who understands those struggles, who understands what it's like to be in their shoes, because I've been in both the corporate world and the entrepreneurial world. I know the struggles that they're dealing with. And thank goodness, thank God, I've had some successes along the way. So I know that they too can have great successes if they'll put in the time, energy, and effort to do it. Where do you conduct most of your coaching now with the pandemic and how everything is? You know, you and I talked about this last week. Uh, pretty much it's all done online. And I don't look at that as the ideal, but it is real. And it is a decent substitute for the face-to-face -face kind of interaction that I used to do primarily when, when things were more normal, shall we say. So today uh, I'm doing online. And if I can get in front of a person, so much the better. Hey, I just 
started talking with a former client. He really wants me to get back into doing some open workshops. I said, I'm all for it. So he and I are in the process of planning my first open workshop in about oh almost two years, a year and a half plus. And I can't wait to be in an audience with at least a dozen or more people who are there to really learn, roll up their sleeves and, and get their hands dirty, so to speak, and learn together in that kind of environment. It is so powerful. It is electric and it is fun at the same time. Yeah. There's nothing like in person. I absolutely agree. You know, even with digital marketing and everything and online courses you can do, it's that electricity and it's that connecting with people in person that's so so much more powerful. It is. It you know? really, really is. Yes. And if you and if you're talking about transformation too, experiencing the transformation there with somebody walking you through it is a whole nother level. I absolutely it, agree with that. It, it, it's almost like in some respects a a sort of a super speeded up caterpillar coming out as a butterfly. It just yeah. that's it's that whole metamorphosis and a transformation. And I've seen people in one day's time, almost just like, you know, you go where they were in the morning and where they are by the, the later part of the afternoon, you go, wow. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. You talk about using good principles of communication in your coaching and your training. What are some of the principles that your clients learn about and they really love? I, I Yes, I am very principally focused because when you understand the principles, it's just like right now, there are a variety of things that are built on principle that even though we're not face-to-face, -face, the principles are the same. I teach people what I call the three Vs. The three Vs are the visual, the vocal, and the verbal, the visual, vocal, and the verbal. And under those three Vs, I talk about 11 core skills. Now there are more than 11, but if you got the core, it's like the core of your body. You know, when you've got core strength in your body, everything else comes off of that core. So it's the core skills that you can learn. Five in the visual, four in the vocal, two in the verbal. And when you've got those and they are so well ingrained, you don't even have to think about it. You know, in, in football terminology, it comes back to blocking and tackling and passing. And, you know, it comes back to all the basic things. It's the same thing in any sport, in any arena, such as music. When you have the basics mastered, it's it just like it's automatic. You don't have to think. They, they have a term in the physical arena. It's called muscle memory. Well, your muscles don't really have memory, but you've gone through an action hundreds and hundreds of times, swinging a, a bat, swinging a tennis racket, throwing a ball. And it's just like when you tell your muscle to do this, it does it without you even having to think about it. So that's the principles. Working with those and getting them to the point where they are second nature it's, it's like breathing. It's, it's beautiful. It's simple and, and it, it's fun. So what would you tell someone who has a desire to speak and build their confidence in that area when they are first getting started? Look at the long run. It, many years ago, back in the mid eighties, for a period of time, I trained for a marathon. And as I got into the higher levels of training and began to realize what it was like to run eight, 10, 12, 15 miles, I'm thinking 26 miles, my God, that's a long way. <laughs> and I just began to think, holy cow, how am I going to do this? Well, it's, it's all about 
mentally seeing yourself there and realizing if you mentally put yourself out there, then the physical body will follow where you mentally go. So in the early stages, you, you can't look a month or six months or a year. You've got to really see yourself you know, six, eight, 10 years down the road if you're going to reach what we call a true higher level of mastery. I can't remember the guy's name right now, but he came up with what was called the 10,000 hour rule. And it's a rule of thumb, but it's a good one. And he talked about if you really want to gain great proficiency, truly mastery, it will typically take 10,000 hours of practice to get to a higher level of mastery. I read the, the regimen that uh, some of these guys have put themselves through in, in basketball, in football, in, in so many different sports. I mean, it, music's the same way. And it, you know, it, it's, it's scary when you see what they are willing and ready to do to reach these higher pinnacles of deep mastery. But if that's where you want to go and you're ready to put in the time, you're ready to put forth the effort, you can go there too. What do you think your truth or value that has gotten you this far in your journey is? That, that I'm honest and realistic. Uh, I just tell people exactly where they're at. They say, well, you know, how long will it take? I say, I don't know. How good do you want to be? <laughs> <laughs> how good do you really want to be? You know, if you, you want to be this good, well, that may take you, you know, six months or a year of practice. If you want to be this good, well, that's going to take you longer. So it's, I have gotten to the point where I've recognized I'm not going to BS someone and say, oh, you can get there real quick. Uh, you know, I hate to see these guys who, who bring these people in for these intensives and people come into them thinking they're going to come out of a weekend and be all ready to become a professional speaker. I'm sorry. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. So I'm honest. I'm realistic. And I get people again to think towards the longer term because of the hours and weeks and months of practice and dedication and the recognition that to do something exceptionally well, you have to see a bigger picture and a longer range picture, or you will just stop before you've ever gotten close to where you want to go. Yeah. You know, that really speaks to me. I have to mention, you know, about the fact that I couldn't speak, you know, you, you and I talked about this. <laughs> That's in right. 2009 diagnosed with uh, IQ of 25 in communication. <laughs> and they said, which is nothing like I couldn't speak. And so they told me, you know, use your strengths. It took me uh, many years of going back and using my strengths, using my strengths, using my strengths until they got so strong, I was able to become amazing speaker. But it wasn't until I went through that process. And you're absolutely right. Depends on the person. Depends where you start. Depends on how hard you practice. And it's the long game. It is the long game. Oh, my goodness. You know, there's so many stories uh, because I'm out of the sports arena. There's so many stories of men and women who overcame uh, just um, incredible odds against them ever becoming really good, much less legendary. I mean, like Michael Jordan, as an example, he, he didn't even make, I think, his junior high school basketball team. <laughs> so, you know, and now he's truly one of the greats of all greats of all time. But it just comes back to that struggle, that sacrifice, that recognition that nothing great ever comes easy. It just doesn't. But yeah. you too can be great if you get yourself under the right teacher or coach and you put yourself into a mindset that I'm going to do this no matter what the sacrifice, no matter what the struggle, I'm going to do this 
and this is going to be part of my legendary growth process for years and years and years to come. So what is your intention and hope for those that come to coaching for you in the future? And what are some of the success stories that you've had in the past? Yeah, well, one of the things that I've recognized is that people have to, first of all, accept complete and total personal responsibility. I can give them the best coaching that I can. And I do. I mean, I try to make sure that I coach people as who they are. I, I don't try to turn out little robots. I don't try to turn out little Zig Ziglar's or, or, you know, Tony Robbins. I don't try to make them into somebody that they aren't. I try to find out who is this person? What are their unique strengths and talents? And where do they see themselves wanting to go over a period of time? And is as we begin to work in tandem on this project, this self-development project, then hopefully I can be able to continue to keep them and encourage them and make them help recognize that it is their work, not what I do, but it is their work for themselves that then is going to continue to guide them, direct them, and help them see that they eventually can be the success that they want to be. So I think that answered the first part of your question. Now I've already forgotten what was the second part. Yeah, this, yes. what are some of the success stories that you've uh, of the people that you've coached? Sure. Well, in my early stages, there was a, a lady who had come out of sales. And the fact that I knew she had come out of sales, I thought, okay, that's a fabulous starting point. Because people in sales, professional sales, and, and she had been there for years, they deal with rejection. They deal with some frustration. They deal with a lot of different variables that people who have never really been in sales have ever dealt with. So she had that going for her, and that was very positive. But she had also gone out on her own before she hired me as a coach, and she had gone, bam, on her face. <laughs> and she recognized that it was much harder than she had thought it might be, and she recognized she needed some help. So her name is Joanne, but, but Joanne had this incredibly wonderful story. I just have to relay it as quickly as possible. I keep telling Joanne, as well as I tell all the other people, don't rely on technology. You and I've had this conversation already. Sometimes yeah. technology is phenomenal. Sometimes it works great. Sometimes there are no hitches. And then other times, <laughs> and, and you just are like, okay, it's not working well. So in her very first gig, paid gig, she's flown up to Canada and, and she's flown into this women's retreat where she's going to be like one of the primary speakers at this women's retreat. And, and when you know it, it was like, I think towards the end of winter and they have a power outage. So the, everything had to be literally physically moved from the location where they were at down the road to a place. And it turned out to be a furniture warehouse place. <laughs> <laughs> so she had none of the tech stuff that she had thought she was going to have. And she had to go from what she had trained herself to do, which was be tech less, you know, just as she was. And, and she, she had a home run because she had prepped herself. She had recognized that that little piece of advice was golden and, and she had made herself prepared so that kind of situation didn't really shake her. I mean, it did, but it, she was able to overcome it. And, and the people loved her and gave her great praise. And she wrote me this incredible glowing report. You won't believe what happened. <laughs> you were right. And I'm like, yep, okay. <laughs> so that, that just won. Now, a, a lawyer I coached a few years back, he was 
shall we say, challenged as a speaker. But over a period of time, and I worked with him for two years, and about halfway through the second year together, he says to me, hey, I, I want to do a TED Talk. I'm like, okay, good. Well, we can get you prepared for that. So he got on the docket at a TEDx location in Kansas, and we worked and worked and worked and prepared, you know, what he was going to do and how he was going to do it. And he went, he, he came, he saw, he conquered. So it was, again, a very, very positive and exciting opportunity to see him go from his, his very early stages, speaking in front of some like rotary clubs and other kinds of service organizations to the point where he was up on a stage in front of many hundreds of people in an audience and delivering a really terrific TEDx talk. So needless to say, I was proud of him and happy for what I was able to do to help him get there. That's amazing. I mean, you know, TEDx talk that really, that is you're put on that stage. You've got to be on there, the right schedule. And there's so much that goes into it. So, and the preparation of writing your, what you're going to say, like little intimidation there, but that's, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and, and granted, all I could do was coach him, encourage him, give him some pointers on this and thoughts on this. He did the work. He did the work. And, and you know, that was the big thing that he recognized. I could only do the coach on the side. I couldn't be right there by his side as he's on the stage doing it. And, uh, you know, I was so elated for his ability to pull it off, to, to look good, to sound good. And he got some very positive reviews after it was all over too. If you're able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I just say, uh, you know, my, my coach, my coach in, in football in high school, you know, when we were facing a especially tough opponent, his typical saying was, okay, boys, buckle up your chin strap. The road could get rocky. <laughs> so in other words, this is not going to be easy. This is going to be pretty tough. You're going to come out of this probably with some bruises. This, you know, it, it just, it, it's not going to be easy. And you can't ever look at this is going to be, you know, smooth sailing and a, a piece of cake, a walk through the Rose Garden. It's not going to be that way. But when you you recognize as you get older and older and you go through enough of those situations that, hey, that struggle, that sacrifice, that difficulty along the way, it it is all for the better. And, uh, you know, you just become stronger. I think it was I think it may have been Nietzsche who said what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. (laughs) So if people are wanting to work with you, what are some ways that they can do that now? Yeah, well, I'm pretty easily found. I'm all over social media. I've got a LinkedIn presence. I've been there for golly, 12, 13, 14 years. I love the fact that I've got thousands of followers and connections there now. I've, of course, got a website. I've got a Facebook page. And so I'm easily found. The, the, the old school method, Amy, I like to say, hey, got a pen and paper? I'll give you my phone number. And you can call me. That's right. You know, I oftentimes hold up my phone like I'm doing now. Remember this thing is funny thing that we put in our purse or in our pocket. Yeah, I still answer the phone if I'm not in a Zoom call or something. But hey, 972-234-4377, 972-234-4377. You can call me. You can text me. You can email me at george at the speakers academy. 
Academy.com. George at thespeakersacademy.com. And if it doesn't go in my spam file, uh, you know, and I check there pretty regularly, I'll answer your, your, your questions. I'll answer your desires. I'm still running some open groups that I'm happy to have new people come into all the time. You can find me there at the meetup.com location, the Speakers Academy. So I'm, I'm out there. I'm eager and happy to help people. And uh, boy, I just got my newest client yesterday. He said, hey, you know, my old job's going away. I got to get prepared for being able to deliver a speech with my book, et cetera, et cetera. So we're ready to rock and roll come September. And I just really enjoy helping people um, see the success that they want to see. I mean, it's fun. It's exhilarating. It makes me feel good about what I'm able to do to help them. And you can also access all of those links that George mentioned in the notes below for the show. George, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything with me today. Yeah, it's been fun, Amy. I just knew it would be. And I'm so thankful to, for the opportunity to say a few words of encouragement and uh, you know and give people hope because when it all comes down to it everybody needs to have a hope merchant in their life who is constantly delivering hope and encouragement in their life well thank you everyone for listening to thrive radio this is amy montgomery if you'd like more information about our broadcast you can go to a call to thrive.com thank you everyone and we'll see you next week